Hello, everyone, and welcome to the News Around the NFL podcast, where we talk about what is happening in the NFL football world. I am your host, Gage Burlingame, and I am here to catch you all up on the news and updates around the NFL. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and let's talk some football. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am Gage Burlingame, and I will be your host for today's podcast. Um, I'm sorry for not making an episode last week. I was working on exams and essays uh, for my classes, so I could not find the time to make a podcast last week. Uh, But we are back, and we will be going over some news and notes around the NFL, and we'll be going over the results of the NFL draft and who the biggest winners of the draft are, and some of my biggest surprises of the draft. So, with that being said, let's get into the news. So, I will be providing news from the Instagram page called JPA Football. If you want to go and give them a follow, that is where I get most of my news from the NFL. So, to start off, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin says that Kenny Pickett has a chance to be the team's week one starter. So, right now, the Steelers' uh, quarterback situation, it seems like it's a competition between their first-round pick, Kenny Pickett, and Mitchell Trubisky, who they signed during the offseason. My expectations, Pickett could be the Week 1 starter, but I think it's going to take a little bit more time for him to develop and learn the playbook. So, I think Trubisky is going to be the Week 1 starter, and then maybe if Trubisky struggles... Uh, Pickett will take over as a starting quarterback down the line. Um, Debo Samuel still wants to be traded from the 49ers, and he knows that it may take some time per Jay Fowler ESPN. Debo has made it known that he wants to leave San Francisco, and it's not really because he wants a new contract. It's because he he said that he doesn't want to be used as like a, a wide back, whereas he's playing wide receiver and running back. It sounds like he just strictly wants to play wide receiver. So he wants to go somewhere where he's not being used as a running back as well, which if that's the case, um, I mean, I I don't, I don't think San Francisco is going to move on from him, but it sounds like if San Francisco, San Francisco does keep him, Debo may end up holding out. Uh, The Saints are finalizing a deal to sign safety Tyron Matthew per Ian Rappaport. So if you remember in the last episode, I talked about some of the best free agents still available, and Tyron Matthew was one of those guys, and I said, he's he's not going to be a free agent for that much longer, and that was the case. He's now a New Orleans Saint, and he is join, joining a already stacked secondary with Marshawn Lattimore, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and Marcus May. They did lose Marcus Williams, but Tyron Matthew is a great replacement for him. The Cardinals star wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, has been suspended six games for violating NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. Uh, And this was posted by Adam Schefter. DeAndre Hopkins has uh, responded to to his suspension, and here is what he had to say. In my 10-year NFL career, I have never tested positive for using performance-enhancing drugs. To learn that my November test came back with trace elements of a banned substance... I was confused and shocked. 
I'm very mindful of what I put in my body and I've always taken a holistic approach. So I am working with my team to investigate how this could have happened, but even as careful as I've been, clearly I wasn't careful enough. For that, I apologize to Cardinals fans, my teammates, and the entire Cardinals organization. I never want to let my team down. I fully intend to get to the bottom of this. As soon as I have more information, I will share it, DeAndre Hopkins. So yeah, it sounds like uh, there was some sort of mix-up, maybe with his trainers, where he was taking substances to help him recover quicker. And it sounds like maybe one of those substances was banned by the NFL. And it it doesn't sound like Hopkins is going to appeal to the suspension. It sounds like he's going to take the suspension as and he'll be back in week seven of the NFL season. The Falcons are signing defensive tackle Grady Jarrett to a three-year $51 million extension. Grady Jarrett was a fifth rounder uh, who has since become an all pro and now he is getting 17 mil per year from the Falcons so good for him Matt Ryan says he probably would still be with the Falcons if they never pursued Deshaun Watson so the Falcons were a part of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes along with some other teams like the Saints Panthers and Browns Uh, Deshaun Watson was eventually traded to the Browns. And then a little bit after that trade, the Falcons decided to trade Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts and sign Marcus Mariota. Sounds like Matt Ryan's still a little upset about it. He loved being in Atlanta. And, I mean, he thinks he would still be there if they weren't for the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Um, But now Atlanta is moving forward with Marcus Mariota and their new... uh, third-round pick, Desmond Ritter. So this is what Ryan Tannehill had to say about Malik Willis. I have no problems with Malik. I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but if he learns from me along the way, then that's a great thing. Yeah, it sounds like Tannehill is not happy that the that the Titans <clears throat> drafted a quarterback. Um, he thinks that maybe they could have used that on maybe O-line or uh, more help on the offense. But now it seems like Tannehill is on the hot seat. And if he struggles like he did last season, we could potentially see Malik Willis take over as a starting quarterback. The Jaguars are signing their number one pick, Trevon Walker, to a four-year, $37 million deal, and the deal is fully guaranteed. So he's getting a fully guaranteed $37 million. I guess that's what happens when you're the number one pick. The Chargers are signing free agent corner Bryce Callahan to a one-year deal per Jordan Schultz. Callahan, in in my opinion, he's a really good slot corner. And honestly, I didn't know he was a free agent. I thought he was still on the Broncos. But now he is signing with their division rivals, the Chargers. And now the Chargers defense is, which was already a good defense, now just got even better with Bryce Callahan playing the slot corner. Uh, According to Jordan Schultz, He's record in six seasons with the Bears and the Broncos. He's recorded six interceptions, 194 tackles, and 29 passes defended. So, LA's defense just got better. Rob Gronkowski said to Sports Illustrated that he would sign back with the Buccaneers if Julian Edelman signs with them too. Uh, it, I mean, Gronk. I've said before that Gronk was considering 
either retiring or re-signing with the Bucks. And now he's saying that he will only go back to the Buccaneers if Edelman comes out of retirement and goes to the Buccaneers. I really don't see this happening, so I don't I don't know what Gronk's plans for the future are at, at, at this moment. Uh, Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill says he needed weeks of therapy <clears throat> therapy after the team's postseason loss to the Bengals, says it's a scar that he will carry with him for life. It sounds like he's been having a he's been having a rough time since their playoff loss to the Bengals and with the Titans drafting Malik Willis in the third round, it sounds like he's now dealing with more stress about that as well. Free agent quarterback RG3 said that he got calls from NFL teams after he ran a 448 40-yard dash at Rich Eisen's charity event. Uh, RG3 is currently a college football analyst for ESPN, but his deal allows him to return to the NFL at any time. RG3 is still fast. I mean, he he's not as good as he was in his rookie year before his injuries, um, but he still shows upside of being a reliable backup quarterback that can that can run if he needs to. So that is it for the news and notes uh, around the NFL. And now we will move on to the biggest surprises of the NFL draft. So the NFL draft is now over and there were some big surprises. And also there were some teams that got some pretty good drafts. Um, So we're going to go over the five biggest surprises, in my opinion, of the NFL draft. And then after that, we're going to go over uh, the 10 biggest winners of the draft. So, to start off at number one for the biggest surprise, the Seahawks not drafting a quarterback. Um, The Seahawks elected to take Charles Cross with their first round pick, which was a great pick. Um, He's a great offensive lineman out of Mississippi State. Um, And then they, they had two second round picks back to back. I believe it was the 40th pick and the 41st pick, which they used on two good players in I believe it was Kenneth Walker and Boye Mafe which those are two very good players but I'm very surprised that they elected to not take a quarterback like Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter with one of those picks considering that they have Drew Locke as their starting quarterback at the moment so right now um they didn't draft a quarterback so Drew Locke is still uh in line to be the starting quarterback week one, unless they make a trade for Baker Mayfield or something like that. So coming in at number two for the biggest surprise of the draft is Jermaine Johnson falling to the 26th pick. Jermaine Johnson is a edge rusher from Florida State University, and he was projected to be like a top 10 pick or even top 15. Like he was, he was projected to be one of the top picks and somehow he fell to the 26th pick. I'm not sure why I didn't actually look into why he fell. I mean, I really don't see a reason why he would. He's a very good player. Um, and the jets got a steal in Jermaine Johnson. Um, the third biggest surprise was the Titans trading AJ Brown to the Eagles for the 18th pick. So we knew we knew that AJ Brown wanted a new contract with Tennessee. Tennessee could not match it. Um, so 
they ended up trading him to the Philadelphia Eagles for the 18th pick, which they ended up using on Traylon Burks. So now the Eagles, I believe the Eagles then signed A.J. Brown to a four-year, $100 million deal. Uh, So A.J. Brown got his money. Coming in at number four for the biggest surprise of the draft was the Ravens trading Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals for the 23rd pick. The Ravens had the... I think they had like the 14th pick or something. And they used that on Kyle Hamilton. And then after getting another first round pick from the Cardinals, they traded the 23rd pick to the Bills and moved back to number 25, which they then used that pick on Tyler Linderbaum. So the Ravens got two very good players in the first round, but they had to trade uh, Hollywood Brown to do so, and Lamar Jackson was not happy about it. So coming in at number five for the biggest surprise of the draft was the Titans drafting Malik Willis in the third round. So two things about this was, one, I didn't think the Titans were going to draft a quarterback at all, and two, I didn't. I thought Malik Willis would be drafted in either the late first round or early second and he end, he ended up going in the middle of the, of the third round. So and now we got Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis in the QB room for Tennessee. And now Tannehill's on the hot seat while Malik Willis will be the backup for maybe the entire season unless Tannehill struggles. So those were some of the biggest surprises of the draft. So now we're going to go over 10 teams that I believe had the best drafts um, during the NFL draft. So, coming in at number one, we have the New York Jets. The New York Jets had they had two first-round picks, and they used those two picks on Ahmad Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati, stud defensive back, and they used their te- the 10th pick to draft Garrett Wilson, stud wide receiver from Ohio State. But then they saw that Jermaine Johnson was falling in the draft. And then they traded back into the first round with the 26th pick. And they drafted Jermaine Johnson. So they got three stud players in the first round. And then with their day two picks, they took Brees Hall, running back from from Iowa State. And they took tight end Jeremy Ruckert, tight end from Ohio State. So they had had a very good draft. And they, they really set the foundation for Zach Wilson and in the years to come. So coming in at number two, we have the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens did trade Hollywood Brown, but overall they had a very good draft. In the first round, they took Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame and Tyler Linderbaum, center from Iowa. Two very good players. And then in the, I believe it was second round, they took David Ojabo from Michigan which he was projected to be a first-round pick before he unfortunately tore his Achilles during Michigan's Pro Day. Um, So then they took him in the second round, and then they drafted Travis Jones out of UConn, Jalen Armour Davis out of Alabama, and punter Jordan Stout to potentially replace Sam Cook. Coming in at number three, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles traded up to the 13th pick to get 
Jordan Davis, stud defensive lineman from Georgia. They then used their day two picks on Nakobe Dean, Cam Jurgens, Kyron Johnson, and they traded the 18th pick to the Titans for AJ Brown. So yeah, they had they traded for a star wide receiver with one of their first round picks and third round picks. They ended up getting Nakobe Dean after he fell into the third round, I believe, because he did not get shoulder surgery, which was a very uh, big red flag for some NFL teams. But Philadelphia ended up taking him anyway, and now they have a stud linebacker in Nakobe Dean. Coming in at number four, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Chiefs this offseason, they, they traded Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins, and they were looking to sign a new wide receiver or draft a new wide receiver in the draft, um, which they did in the third third round, I believe, where they took Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. They also took Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis in the first round, Brian Cook, and they signed Justin Ross as an undrafted free agent. So Justin Ross was the wide receiver for Clemson, who had a some sort of spinal injury. I can't remember the exact details of it. But if it weren't for that spinal injury, he would have definitely been drafted in this draft. Um, but Kansas City's taking a chance on him. And if he's fully healthy, Kansas City got a big steal in Justin Ross. Coming in at number five, we have the Green Bay Packers. They, they had two first-round picks in this draft, and they used used it on two Georgia Bulldogs in Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. They then traded up in the second round to get Aaron Rodgers, a wide receiver, and Christian Watson, which he is a he's, – he's an absolute athlete. He's 6'4", and he has – I think he, he ran a 4.36 in the NFL Combine. So he, he's, he's an athlete. Coming in at number six, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers used their first-round pick on quarterback Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. Um, Mike Tomlin's very happy about that pick, so now it'll be Kenny Pickett against Mitchell Trubisky for the starting job in Pittsburgh. They also drafted wide receiver George Pickens from Georgia, DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M, and Calvin Austin III, another great wide receiver for them. So coming in at number seven, we have the Houston Texans. The Texans used the third pick on Derek Stingley Jr., which was a bit of a surprise to me. I thought they would use this on a, one of the offensive tackles. But they used their second first-round pick to get guard out of Texas A&M, Kenyon Green. And then, then their day two picks were also very good, as they took Jalen Petrie, John Mechie third out of Alabama, and Christian Harris. And then with their fourth-round pick in day three of the draft, they drafted running back Damian Pierce out of Florida, who, in my opinion, Damian Pierce could potentially be the starter for the Texans as their running back room, as of now, is being led by Marlon Mack. Coming in at number eight, I have the Dallas Cowboys. So the Cowboys used their first-round pick on Tyler Smith, the tackle out of Tulsa. Um, initially, I think this pick was a bit of a reach. Um, he's a great run blocker and he's very strong, but he 
he got a lot of penalties uh, during his collegiate career, and his technique could use some work. But I think with coaching, and if he cleans up the penalties, he could potentially be a very good offensive lineman for them. But I also thought that their day two and day three picks were also very good. They drafted Sam Williams, edge rusher out of Ole Miss, Jalen Tolbert, uh, wide receiver, and they got uh, tight end Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin and Damone Clark from LSU, who was a very good linebacker before his injury, which is why he slipped in the draft. Coming in at number nine, I have the Tennessee Titans. The Titans traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles for a first-round pick and a third-round pick, which they then used their first-round pick to draft a receiver who kind of plays like A.J. Brown in Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Traylon is, he reminds me a little bit of A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel, as I think he's 6'2", 220, so he's a very big receiver. And if you give him the ball in open space, he's going to break some tackles. And his football speed is actually, he, he's a lot faster on the field than what his 40 time said. So the, the Titans got a stud wide receiver in Traylon Burks. They also got Roger McCreary, Malik Willis, Nicholas Petit Frere, and Hassan Haskins. So coming in at number 10, I have the Seattle Seahawks. While they did not draft a quarterback like I initially thought they would, the Seahawks still had a pretty good draft where they used their first-round pick on a stud offensive tackle in Charles Cross. They also drafted Boye Mafe, Kenneth Walker III, Abraham Lucas, and Kobe Bryant. Um, Kenneth Walker III is a very good running back out of Michigan State. The only thing that confuses me a little bit is that the Seahawks already have uh, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, but maybe if Chris Carson continues to have injury problems and they only signed Rashad Penny to a one-year deal, so maybe they're expecting to not have Rashad Penny in the near future and their backfield could be led by Kenneth Walker uh, in the years to come. So that will do it for this episode of the podcast. Um, the 2022-23 uh, NFL schedule comes out next Thursday, May 12th. Uh, so we will go over some of the most anticipated matchups of the 2022 and 23 season. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning into the podcast. I am Gage Burlingame, and I will see you all next time. Goodbye.